0: Welcome to the created to be podcast. I'm your host, Bill Anderson. And today we have a very special guest, uh, Jimmy from super coffee. That's what he is. He pops up in my phone, super coffee, Jimmy.
1: So (laughs) Jimmy, how you doing? Bill, I'm good, man. Thanks so much for having me on. It's good to see you. Good to be with you today.
0: Good. So, uh, before we kick off here, why don't you just share with everybody your story and, um, who you are and what you like to do and, um, the wonderful product that you provide for, for the world.
1: For sure, man. So my name is Jimmy. I'm the oldest brother and uh, chief brand officer at super coffee. I started super coffee with my two younger brothers, uh, eight years ago in 2015, we were all tired collegiate student athletes, and we didn't want to drink a Starbucks Frappuccino that was loaded with sugar, unnecessary calories, didn't really give us energy during practice. So, uh, we brewed our own coffee with protein, without any sugar, 200 milligrams of caffeine in every bottle, so it's a strong dose of it. Uh, and with that, we, uh, my brothers and I started making deliveries out of this little van in Washington, DC. And from there, we uh, we went on Shark Tank in 2018, and that really brought the brand to national spotlight. And we've slowly scaled up over the last eight years, and today we're over 100 full-time employees nationwide based based in Austin, Texas, um, and what I like to do for fun when I'm not building building the brand, uh, recently I've gotten into running. I, I like to do some snowboarding. Um, I have a ranch with some cows and some donkeys, which is where I'm at right now. Uh, so I love to be outside shooting arrows. I'm into archery, and uh, Austin has been great great for the uh, the lifestyle.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great sh- story, especially about you know just the entrepreneurial aspect of somebody taking an idea and and running with it and you know, that whole market, again, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm an electrician, an HVAC guy, a pastor, and a self-defense instructor. So that whole marketing of that retail area, especially when it comes to, like, beverages, that's uh, that's got to be tough, man. That seems like, you know, there's a lot of choices out there. Um,
1: tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, and I, I think... It's funny right like we did not invent bottled coffee you know and nor did the world need another bottled coffee when when we got started and i think we found we solved a problem for ourselves uh that we wanted a coffee that tasted good but was also good for us and gave us the energy and we realized that we weren't the only ones who faced that problem you know so we started expanding that solution to our friends and our teammates and our classmates and our coaches and before long, we're like, wow, there's a real business opportunity here. You know, we can we yeah. can start a business uh, from this idea. And uh, I think the hardest part is showing up and making it work. You know, you can't you can't put a product in a bottle and put it on shelf and expect it to sell. It really it really happens from showing up, putting in the work, stocking the shelves, pouring the samples. And uh, we've put in countless hours over the last eight years to get to this point where we're at today.
0: Yeah, I think you hit on a key point, right? Um you know a lot of people talk about you know the the if you imagine it it'll come or if you envision it it'll come but uh, the law of attraction or yeah it's really the law of action isn't it jimmy you just got to
1: really roll up your sleeves and get to work right it's the law of action man and and people are like how'd you guys know what you were doing how'd you get started you know and every plan that we had for how this business was going to grow changed once we got started, you know, once we actually met the customers and stocked the shelves and got the feedback on the packaging and the labels and the formulas, our flavor gets better every single year because we're constantly learning and improving and iterating. But I think so many people get stuck in that planning phase. They're like, I can't start this until my plan Mm -hmm. is perfect. I can't start this until I'm ready. You're never ready. You know, I've been doing this eight years and I'm not ready to do what I do every day, you know? So I think show up, put in that work and take that action. That's the first step to really bring it to life. Wow. That was really good. Cause,
0: uh, that has been one of my kind of matros, if you will, it's just, uh, just, just go do it. Um, you know, we, we can plan something to death, right? Uh, my wife sometimes will make fun of me cause I'll be like, I'm going to plan a workout, you know, and I'll sit here for an, I'll literally sit here for an hour planning this workout. And she's like, well, you could have been done already, <laughs> you know? So, um, there's something to that, but, but in life it's like, Hey, let's just go do this. And, we'll figure it out later. You know, um, now there's a danger to that because sometimes I'm, I'm ready, fire, aim, you know, um, and sometimes, you know, the, without proper planning and good counsel and stuff like that, you can get yourself in trouble, but there's a lot to be said about just, just going. And, and, you know, um, we, we, in church, we often say, you know, God can't steer a parked car. So you gotta, you gotta be moving. And then, you know, take it, whatever comes, that comes your way. So that's really great. You know, somebody has got an idea out there, it's just, just, just go for it and see what happens and, you know, play the pitch it's thrown at you or or whatever you want to say with that. But um, that's, that's really good. I think that's really, really helpful for some people. We just get stuck in the the planning phase of that for sure.
1: Totally, yeah. There's a, uh, there's a good,
0: go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just going to move to our next uh, portion
1: that I was going to talk to you about, but finish your thought there. No, it's just a quote. I think they say Abraham Lincoln said, it. if he has five hours to chop down a tree, he's going to spend four hours sharpening the axe, right? right? And one hour, one hour chopping. So I think you and I sometimes are one hour <laughs> sharpening, four hours chopping, but hey man, if that tree falls, <laughs> my college football coach used to say to me, there's no such thing as a bad tackle. There's only missed tackles, meaning he doesn't care how pretty it is. If you get the guy on the ground, so long as you get him on the ground. Right. So the right way for me is the way that works. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good. That's good. So you just recently got into to running and I just saw on a recent text that you sent out, you did a, a sub three hour marathon. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, man. I did my my first marathon yesterday was the Austin Marathon, um, and my my ambitious goal was was three hours, and and I came in right on target. Um, and I was a little nervous because I didn't complete the training plan, uh, but I think if you set your mind to a goal and, and you hang in there, we're we're all more mentally tough than than we thought we were. Because in anticipation, I thought there's no way I can do this. You know, I, I haven't, I did not get to the training that would would say I can do this. So it's kind of like proving, proving yourself. Right. And I mean, it's between you and you, you know, you and the road for three hours, you really got to go find a tap into that mental toughness that we're all capable of. Yeah. That's uh
0: that's, that's pretty impressive. I signed up for the three day marathon. <laughs> that's my pace. <laughs> so, hey, uh,
1: man, uh, <laughs> if You do you it. Know, if I put to... in the miles. Yeah.
0: Go ahead yeah i I used to despise running. I mean, I just didn't like it and um, I would still do it, you know, but I wasn't really a fan of it. Uh, um, and then after you know the proving grounds, which we'll get to here in a little bit, but um, after that, it really gave me a different mindset and i uh, I bought Chad's course on running and and he says you know running's a lot like life and and ever since then, I've been doing it. I'm, you know, I've, I've shown you my times. I'm definitely not the fastest guy out there, but it's uh, there's something therapeutic about it. So, it's just it silences the noise for me and it's it's just becoming something
1: something pretty pretty uh pretty neat in my life that I really enjoy right now. So, dude, rock on. I think the most important thing you just said there is ever since then I've been doing it. You know and that's it nobody cares the 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 road doesn't care if you're running 15 minute miles or five minute miles right if you're out there and and like that is like like you said god doesn't steer a parked car like you got to get out there to put in those miles and and i think that's the that's the beginning for everybody for everybody's journey Mm -hmm. into running and doing something challenging
0: yeah for sure so now we can make a transition into into how you i you and i cross paths because it's very you know, very unlikely that you and I would ever probably cross paths. You know, I'm a, I'm a older guy and you're a younger guy and you know, we, uh, live in two parts of the the world and it's just very li- unlikely we'd cross paths, but we found ourselves signed up for this adventure that you and I participated in. And even within that adventure, we found ourselves, you know, in a, in a, in a closer setting than the, either, the, the other 25 people that were there, um, And that was an interesting experience, but I didn't even know what super coffee was. I had no clue. I think I shared with you, I don't even like cold coffee. I'm like, that's just nasty to me. It'll it'll be 120 degrees outside. And I'm like, nope, it needs to be hot. It needs to be hot coffee. (laughs) But um, I think uh, I was drinking a bang um, and you're like, what are you doing with that mess or something? I don't remember, but uh, just so you know, I haven't had one since since that that weekend but um it's kind of a kind of a fun challenge but uh you know yeah it was just kind of weird how that happened um
1: how'd you get you know uh connected with chad yeah man it's a good good question um i met chad through jesse itzler um i've been i've been hanging out with jesse for a couple of years now met him at one of his endurance events and got involved with all day running which is this new company that, that jesse's putting together and Uh, Jesse had me up to his his house in Rome, Rome, Georgia last year, uh, May of 2022. And it's the same property that Chad lives at. So that was my first time meeting Chad Wright in person. And I knew who he was just through Jesse's stories and following him on Instagram and stuff. And uh just the way he carried himself like we, we we did a triathlon that he organized and the way i mean he came in first place i'm like man this guy chad is the real deal he, he, he led us through some shooting drills the way he instructed the way he cared about training and safety uh the way he spoke was was all the real deal and for me i like to surround myself with people like that and i like to learn from people like that so two days after i had met him in may of 2022 I signed up for the Proving Ground course in, for January of 2023, and and uh, that's where you and I met just just last month.
0: Yeah, yeah, and um, I have a you know kind of a different uh, exposure to him. I mean, I never really met him in person before. Um, I just kind of listened to him, you know, online and stuff. And the the attraction for me with him was, you know, there's this there's this demographic out there that talks about manliness and, um, you know, being the, the warrior and the athlete and all this. And, you know, even within the CrossFit realms or anything like that, I always struggled just on a personal note of, you know, the, the language and things like that, you know, being a pastor, I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm not here to say, Hey, you can't talk like that, but I'm very careful with who I surround myself with around. And again, it's not in a judgmental Uh, fashion, but it's like, Hey, if I'm not careful of who I expose myself to, I can easily find myself starting to be like them, starting to talk like them. And so it's, it's kind of a self-protection thing that, that I personally do is just like, you know, I gotta, I gotta be careful with that. And so some of those people in that arena, if you will, um, I had a hard time with that. Again, I'm not here to to judge them or to say, hey, you can't do that. I'm not better than you or anything like that. It's just like, I can't be there because it takes me there, you know? And the the draw to, to Chad was, he was like me, you know, in the fact of, you know, kind of careful with how he talked and, you know, very open about his faith. And so that was the draw for me. I love the whole physical, you know, fighter mentality, that he carried with it, but he carried, he's very unique in the fact that he carries the, that moral side, if you will. Um, and I'm, I'm struggling with how to describe it. It's not, I'm not saying the other people aren't moral. I'm not saying that, but just the way he approached it was, was drawing to me. And so that's how I got hooked up with that. And I just, I actually signed up for the basic course and never heard back. And then, um, I got this email saying, Hey, you want to do the proving grounds? And I was like, okay. You know? And so that's how I got there. Um, Not knowing anything or what to expect. Not, it was quite, quite shocking. Of course I do have that military background. So it was like stepping back into basic training for me, you know, 30 years later, but (laughs) uh, that's um, that was my exposure to it. And uh, you know, it was chaotic and it was, it was a great, adventure because it just it brought so much together for me Um, and more so after the fact I think
1: you know what's what's your thoughts there totally man I think first of all kudos to you because this is the second time that we've talked at length after the proving ground you know we we caught up for an hour or so I think a week or two afterwards and now here we are again talking about it uh, but I, I've stayed in touch with so there's the, the 25 people were split into two two groups, right? Alpha Platoon and Bravo Platoon. I've stayed we were, you and I were in alpha uh, and I stayed in touch with several folks from the Bravo Platoon and they have these monthly Zoom calls. They're signing up for endurance runs together. Uh, and our our team just in that tax that the text group that we have has been nothing but supportive. You know, Jimmy, Jimmy Lancaster sent me a Bible and, and some readings just to, to learn more about Christianity, you know, since I I sort of shared with the group that I was exp- exploring or curious or all that. So uh, that was awesome. I think anytime any one of us has a bad day, we're kind of chiming in on that group for, for feedback and, and uh, motivation, which is unique mm-hmm. and special. Um, but I agree. I mean, we were only together for barely 48 hours, you know, if that, and the the friendships and the bonds that were built during that time i've never experienced anything like that yeah and and
0: you and me and uh, <laughs> we have a, an either little experience that you know some other people didn't get to experience when uh, when we got to go dunk ourselves in the pond early morning um because uh we lost count. I just still don't think we lost count, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the hard head. No, of but it
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the lesson they wanted us to learn, right? We, because it seemed as if we didn't, we didn't have the count exactly, you know, and right. there was no clear leader or counter that you and I, as the leaders of our group had to, uh, had to suffer for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think you and I had even talked, you know, at the at the event and even afterwards how you know we do cold plunges um and you know we i showed you the sauna that i was building and all that stuff and and i was like i got this i'm running down to this thing i'm like this is just like a cold plunge you know it's no big deal and uh it was fine until you know we got back to the football field and we're now having to work out finish the workout finish the push-ups soaking wet and and i got cold i got and i didn't I didn't warm up until um, till much later. And then, I don't know if you knew this or not, but remember when we were doing the land nav later that day, later that morning, um, I got in the canoe <laughs> and the two guys in my canoe, we dumped it. So I went
1: back into the lake <laughs>
0: just as That's I got right.
1: warmed up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so was like, That's right. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding good me? Thing you brought three <laughs> pairs of shoes.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I went through all three pairs. That was, that was nuts. But, um, uh, you know, what do you think the biggest takeaway, um, from that? If you could
1: name one or two. Oh man, it's a, such a good question. I think the biggest takeaway of what I think the course was designed to do was to encourage the people who signed up to, to take action in times of uncertainty, in times of stress, right? Every group, whether you're at a company, on a team, in the military, at church needs leadership, right? And I think when there is uncertainty and chaos, if there is no clear leader or chain of command, uh, problems don't get solved, you know, and the group doesn't move closer to a goal or to a mission. So I think that was a huge takeaway for me is like, when I do see uncertainty in my life, whether it's with my friends or my family or at work, to step up and establish control, that doesn't always mean me being at the top, but um, I'm in a unique position at my company where I can sort of set up these chains of command and and delegate to the, the proper people in the proper roles, and uh, I've been much more much more adamant about that since since leaving that. And I think another takeaway that what is what sort of drew all twenty five of us to this event is that I think people inherently want to be led, and they need they all need a push because of that because we all want to be led or or the term you've used in the past is shepherded uh we need that motivation on how to be the leader right it's very easy for Mm -hmm. you like i would have loved for nothing more for than you to sort of take control of everything and get us all in line you know you or brandon or anybody anybody that was in our group say okay thank god this guy's got it under control you know like we all kind of want that that uh organization you know that that safety that that direction um and the reality is this is a this this world is is not organized you know this is a disorganized world so a disorganized world requires leadership and and i think uh 25 people became better leaders that weekend
0: yeah you're absolutely right and you know in my in my earlier podcasts, i don't know um if you've had a chance to listen to those or not but uh but it's really about that whole being created in the image of God and his likeness. And, and we were created with that inherit, you know, um, need to go and bring order to chaos. Um, And that's really what that means because when you, when you look at creation, you look at what, what God says in, in his likeness, right? He brings order to chaos. And to your point, you know, that's, that's inherent in all of us. I think that's that's built in by design and and it takes a certain risk, if you will to step out there and to say, hey, I'll take charge you know because I think that's the biggest fear Jimmy is um, I don't want to be wrong you know uh, and and then as the as the weekend progressed too if you were wrong you had to pay for that or your team had to pay for that and it was like, wrong decisions have consequences. But at the end of the day, somebody has to make a decision because no decision also has consequences. And sometimes the no decision consequence is worse than the wrong decision. Um, I often tell people that because you know, the whole podcast is based on created to be and they're like, you know, I don't know what I'm created to be. I don't know my, my mission in life. And it's like, hey, just take a step. Because it's easier to redirect that step than it is to get the momentum to keep going forward. So a lot of people never get off the couch, right? Um, In fear of, you know, hey, I might make the wrong choice, I might go the wrong direction, what if it ain't right? You know, going back to what we talked about at the very beginning of this, you know, just just get up and move, and then it's easier to adjust the course, right? To adjust for that deviation, as we learned on the weekend, you know, to to make those adjustments, but you know,
1: you gotta move. Definitely have to move. You got to move, man, and you got to take that first step. And and like you, we just talked about with running, you know that just getting started is is the hard part. When we showed up at the proving ground, the first thing Chad said to us was, "Congratulations, you guys did the hardest part." You know, and I don't know what you thought then, but in in my mind, I was like, "What is he talking about? The weekend hasn't even started yet." You know, we haven't done any push ups, yeah. we haven't woken up early, we haven't gotten in any cold water. He was like, "You guys freaking showed up." You know, in the middle of the woods in northwest Georgia. On a Friday afternoon, you chose to fly into this state. You chose to take a day off from work, and you chose to be here. Any single one of you could have came up with an excuse not to be here. You're here now. Time to put in the work, you know. And I think that's mm-hmm. the the choice we all have to make. Is like once you choose to show up, make the most out of what you're showing up for. You know, to your point, it's not about running the fastest mile. It's about putting the miles in on the legs you know so once you show up it's between you and the road you know and once you show up i don't care if you're sweeping the floor or if you're the ceo of the company do everything you can to be the best at it
0: yeah yeah that was a big thing from the weekend right be be uh be present um and that was something that i was you know struggling with and still do struggle with you know it's like be present and one way i've been practicing that is uh when i'm driving you know because um yeah, don't listen to this if you're a law enforcement, right. But You know, I'm driving down the road, I'm checking my phone. I'm maybe, maybe I'm not texting. Maybe I am, you know, I'll neither claim either way, totally. you know, but, um, it's like, Hey, no, just put that down and just put two hands on the wheel and just be present in driving. And that's been, that's been pretty nice for me. That's been eye opening. but that again was from that course, you know, so, so for sure. Totally. So let's take a quick, Let's take a quick pause here for a word from our sponsor.
2: Are you tired of dealing with unreliable heating and electrical services? Well, look no further. Arc Electric Heating and Cooling is here to provide you with the best service in Colorado. Our highly trained technicians use state-of-the-art technology to ensure that your heating cooling, and electrical systems are running smoothly. And with our commitment to affordability, you can trust that you'll get the best value for your money. We service the Denver Metro, Castle Rock, Castle Pines, Littleton, Centennial, Highlands Ranch, and Parker areas. So why wait? Call Art Electric Heating and Cooling today and experience the peace of mind that comes with knowing that your heating, electric, and cooling systems are in good hands. Call us today at 303 656 3689, that's 303-656-3689. Arc Electric Heating and Cooling, where comfort and safety comes first. Are you tired of using the same old workout equipment? Well, it's time to switch it up and try something new. Introducing B3 BFR Bands, the revolutionary way to maximize your workout potential. With B3 BFR Bands, you will experience increased muscle activation with quicker time to fatigue and a natural release of human growth hormone. These bands are easy to use and can be incorporated into any workout routine. So what are you waiting for? Take your workouts to the next level with B3 BFR Bands. Order now by clicking on the link below. B3 BFR Bands – The Future of Fitness
0: Cool. All right. Well, welcome back. And, um, so Jimmy, you know, on the created to be podcast here, um, have you ever wrestled with that thought, that question? What's your purpose? What are you you created to be?
1: Yeah, man, I I have. And, and. It's almost a a blessing in disguise. But I think for the last eight years, I've I've found like I've been working on my purpose at at Super Coffee. And it sounds silly. Like, obviously, I wasn't put on this earth to build a coffee business, you know, but I think uh, when I think about that purpose, it's helping other people, you know, it's working hard at work worth doing. It's building a team and moving that team towards a common goal. And I get to check all of those boxes with what I do every day. At, at Super Coffee, and I think it's an interesting analogy or an interesting metaphor. Is is that like I, I wasn't put on this earth to be a coffee salesman, but if if that's the work that you're doing, you know, be the best at it, and and not better than all of the competition and best in the world, all that. Do your best at it, and I I think I think the advice that I give young entrepreneurs who are trying to find themselves or college students who are getting ready to join the workforce is not what is your purpose, right? Where, where do you look or how do you find your purpose? It's you make the work, your purpose. And, and what I've found, at least this is a very personal experience is like being at super coffee, putting in the effort, putting in the work to get smarter and learn things that I don't know, uh, get, get better at the business and inspire more people to join our team, you know, inspire more customers to live a healthier lifestyle, like putting in that work has, has become my purpose for me. So it kind of goes mm-hmm. back to what we talked about before the break, like whatever you are, give it your all, you know, if you're sweeping the freaking floor, be the best floor sweeper the world has ever seen, you know, or do your absolute best at, at sweeping that floor. And, and I think you find purpose in the work. Um, so for me, again, I'm not a I'm not a coffee salesman, but everything I do to sell coffee makes me feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose. Yeah, that's a, that's a fabulous point because um, that's a lot
0: of advice that I'll give people too because people struggle with that, right? They want fulfillment in what they're doing. And, and I say that's a dangerous place to be because what you're doing can change, right? Or you can lose that feeling of fulfillment for that activity. Like let's say, hey, I find fulfillment in doing this. Well, there's going to be a point in your life where doing that no longer fulfills you. And then what are you gonna do? Well, I guess I'll go find something else to do. And that you wander around aimlessly if you have that mentality. So I always tell people, I says, here's the secret, right? The secret is, is find fulfillment in not what you're doing, but in how you're doing it and in who you are. And that's really the key, right? Just like you said, it's like, hey, sweeping the floor, I'm not finding fulfillment in that, but I can, find fulfillment in doing it with purpose, right? Doing it with, with all my um, attention, with all of my focus, being the best that I can be at no matter what I'm doing. Um, And I like how you said, you know, you can find different takes on that based on whatever your role is, whether it's coming up with new formulas or encouraging people to come to your team or selling it or, whatever marketing it, you can find those fulfillments and those not because of the actual activity. But because of who you are, that was really great how you put it, I think you put it better than I did. Um But yeah, that's, that's great. You know, during that weekend, on uh, Paul, uh, Chad talked about honor, and it was you know, doing what was right in the eyes of and then having that integrity. And I think that kind of ties into this as well, for sure. So, um, for someone out there who is really struggling with this, Jimmy, tell how how would you find it? Can you break this down into a real simple how would you do that? Like how could I find purpose in whatever I was doing? Sweeping the floor.
1: Yeah, man. And I think the simple one that everybody's heard is start the day by making your bed. You know, it's it's a very achievable task. It's not overwhelming. You get a win under your belt before you even brush your teeth. You know the bed is made, and I think that win creates momentum into your next project. I think getting getting things done, uh, you have to do it one bite at a time. You know, people look at us, Super Coffee. They see over hundred employees, we're in fifty thousand stores across the country. They're like, "How'd you guys do it?" It's freaking one store at a time. You know, it's one bottle at a time. It's not from dorm room to everywhere overnight, and. I think it's hard to notice in when it's in front of you every day. It's kind of like having a new puppy. If it's your puppy, you don't notice that thing grow. But if I saw your puppy 2 weeks ago and I see it tomorrow, I'm like, "Bill, that dog doubled in size." You know, and you're like, "Well, really, I didn't even notice." You know, it, like stuff that's happening before you. You're actually making progress, but you're not going to become an overnight success, you know. Every everybody who's at the top of their career makes the joke that, "Oh, I'm a 10-year overnight success." I'm a 15-year overnight success. And I think The problem with 2023 is that people want it right now they want the gratification right now they want the satisfaction right now you know they want the the glitz and the glamour and the lifestyle right now and there's no that doesn't happen you know unless you win the lottery that doesn't happen and guess what if you win the lottery you didn't earn it you know i think the earning it is comes with time and and uh i think there's no substitute for the work and it's simple if you want to become a better runner there's no substitute for the miles right like you have to put the miles on the legs in order to get better at it. And I think the advice and boiling all this down, is, I guess it's a, a longer answer than I intended, but is you got to do the work, you know, you have to put in the freaking work, you have to put in the miles. So go. don't be afraid to put in the miles and if that's sweeping the floor or building a business.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's, um, that's so true, especially in, in, in a lot of different areas that I've experienced with life, you know, and the, the trades aspect, you know, people want to, first day on the job they're like well when can I own a company it's like well you know let's get through the first day here first you know um, or you know a couple of years in, they're they're wanting to be the boss and they don't realize all that work behind there or you know even at church you know you you open up the Bible and you're like man I'm frustrated I don't understand this it's like well you understand it so easy well yeah I've also been teaching it for 13 years you know and so yeah to your point you know in self-defense it's like i want to be able to to do that this morning i taught um you know a gun redirect somebody's pointing a gun at you and you you know you defend you take away the gun and it's like before we did that we did inside defense against a punch and then i tied it together i says hey what is this guys this is just inside defense with a punch uh if you can't do level one you can't do level five you know, you just kind of tie them together. So that's a, that's a great point that you have. It's just build each task on each other, build each day upon each other, build each week upon each other. And, um, and there you go. Uh, you know, one thing, speaking of running that I've adapted is I've stopped looking at the end, the finish line, or the turnaround point, or, Hey, I'm going to run two miles today. And looking at the okay, uh, you know, it's a mile in, I only got a mile left, or hey, I'm gonna run for so long. I mean, obviously, there's there's time management, right? So if I go out for a 40 minute run, I'm obviously looking at my clock for the turnaround point, so I can get back. But I stopped looking at that end goal. And it's just keeping your head down. And I'm just looking at one step at a time. And I'm just like, you know, just keep moving forward. Um, And I have found, some really some magic with that uh i I just i just really have you know i've stopped looking at the end because as chad said when you start looking at the finish line you lost
1: you lost being present yeah that was really good so so good man and it's, it's such a hard thing to overcome you know like you can only think about how much time left you have on your feet um the on that thread one of my biggest takeaways from the weekend we were doing an after action report on Saturday night that's the day after we did, or the day we did land navigation and the instructors were like what did you guys learn today what would you have done differently right and Travis was like man i'm proud of how we came together we had three we had three objectives left and one of the instructors told us you guys can still make this deadline with these you got to get through these next three things in 20 minutes or 30 minutes whatever it was and you can still do it and the whole team sort of rallied together and got going toward that goal. Then, if you remember, Chad came down on us so hard after he heard that. He was like, "Man, that's what losers do. Losers hold back. He's like, losers wait and and until they realize that a goal can com- be completed. Losers don't give up all their effort. He's like, you know what winners do? Winners give 100% effort from the beginning. You know whether they know if that goal is achievable or not." And man, I, that changed, that changed me, you know, yesterday in this freaking marathon, I was not trained to run a sub three hour marathon. You know, like I, my train, I cut my training short. I was dealing with a foot injury, you know, like I was not there. And I said, to give myself a shot, I'm gonna run the pace from mile one through mile 26. And I'm gonna hang on to it as long as I can. H- held it through 13, held it through 20. I was like, I got six miles left and, and I'm holding this pace. You know, had I thought, had I started that race saying, I'm going to go pretty slow these first 13 miles and see what's left in the tank. I wouldn't have got there. I wouldn't have come even close to it. You know? So I think getting started and giving it your all it, throughout from mile one through mile three or mile 26, whatever, however long the distance is, that's been a critical lesson for me for, that I took away from the weekend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, I mean, you've kind of given us a lot of advice already and, and you know, uh, so much to, to chew on. Um, any last thoughts or any last words for, for anybody that might be listening to this that you think you can just help them out a little bit with all the experience of what you've gone through and things of that nature? If, we had, if
1: you had one thing to share, what would that be? Man, it's a simple mantra, but the words are, couldn't be more true. You know, if I had, if I had any money to put up a billboard on the side of the highway, this is what it would say. And it's just work hard and be nice to people, you know, and, and at super coffee, everybody I interview, I tell them that like, if you work hard and you're an ass, we don't want to work with you, you know, and if you're nice to people, but you don't work hard, you're of no use to us either. Right. So I think for uh, like such a simple thing, because people are so, concerned about climbing the ladder, you know, and doing what's best for themselves and what's best for their families, oftentimes at the expense of other people. And what I've learned over the last eight years is if you put in the work and if you're good to people along the way while you're putting in that work, you're going to get to the places that you, you're you intending to go to a lot faster than you would have otherwise. So uh, that, the other thing that solves is when you concern yourself with solving problems for other people and with other people, your personal problems become a lot smaller and a lot less important you know so i think work hard and be nice to people because we can't do this thing alone yeah
0: that's good and and when it's all said and done you know what have you left behind what what are what are people going to say about you i used to always ask people it's like what do you want what do you want me to say at your funeral don't make me a liar on your behalf Yeah. you know oh totally. uh, <laughs> well, this was a great guy and everybody's out there going no he wasn't <laughs> so right you know um, well that's good so thank you so much for your for your time and and super coffee you know you can be found everywhere right
1: yeah man we're uh, we're everywhere i know you're up in denver uh denver area so we're king supers uh, we're we're target walmart 711 so uh if you come across the brand and you want some healthy energy please give us a shot i appreciate uh bill i appreciate the shout out there yeah and like i like i shared with
0: you at the, the weekend i i can't stand cold coffee but i can actually drink yours it's actually got a couple in my fridge and and i went to the local 7-eleven and uh the thing first time i went to king super's and they had three flavors and king super so- 7-eleven had like 10 flavors and i was like what's this caramel cookie thing. And I was like, Oh, I'm gonna try that. And now I see you got strawberry donuts and yeah, I'm gonna be in trouble. But, uh, <laughs> uh the, it's good for you, man. The worst, the most coffee, I can't stand to drink or I sh- that's not a good way to say it. But the, the coffee I can't stand the most is a, is a mocha. You know, don't put, I don't like chocolate and I don't like cold coffee. So let's not put them together, but surprisingly enough, that's yours. I
1: actually like, so. good stuff oh man that's that's (laughs) high praise that is high praise my friend thank you so much for the support it's always good to uh i'm excited for our next catch up
0: yeah and i appreciate your time with me today so thanks so much for joining us today and we look forward to the next episode of created to be and this is brought to you by arc electric heating and cooling that's a-r-k-e-l-e-c-t-r-i-c Um, and at some point we want to make sure you get a visit in there you can visit our church at suncountrycommunitychurch.com and that's s o n and then also we are also sponsoring b3 fitness bands the blood flow restriction bands that really just help with all your hormones and stuff like that all those links will be in the notes and we'll see you guys and take care